I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, after three seasons, Canada's Tatiana Maslany has scored the acting nomination she deserves at the Emmys for Orphan Black. We'll break down all the big categories. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. Amy Schumer's first movie, Trainwreck, is out this weekend. I'll have a review. Plus... We'll also tell you what's not coming out on Blu-ray and DVD, because there's really nothing to tell you. First, it's the news... From the couch. Come on, Alex, they're here! Alex Rogan had a dream. You really are leaving here, aren't you? To be as far away from here as possible. You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. Remember the 1984 sci-fi family movie, The Last Starfighter? Its story is set to continue on the Starfighter Chronicles. It started with a game. You gonna bust the record! But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. It's going to be a TV show this time out. If you're not familiar with the movie, Alex Rogan is a young man in the middle of nowhere trailer park town who's really good at the neighborhood video game Starfighter. But it turns out it's no game. It's an intergalactic recruiting tool for the Star League, an alien race to find starfighters. The alien who comes to pick him up is named Centauri, and he's played by the music man, Robert Preston. I must congratulate you on your virtuoso performance, my boy. Centauri is impressed. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Dazzling, light years ahead of the competition, which is why Centauri is here. He's got a little proposition for you. you interested? I guess. <laughs> and Alex's shipmate is an iguana-looking guy named Grig, played by and completely unrecognizable Dan O'Hurlihy. Well, when, when did the hangar go up? I told you! When Zor attacked! And where were the Starfighters? In the hangar! You mean they're dead? Death is a primitive concept. I prefer to think of them as battling evil in another dimension. In another dimension? How many left? Including yourself? Yeah! One! Well, he is the last Starfighter, after all. The screenwriter for the movie, Jonathan Bichuel, has actually written a sequel. He wrote one a few years ago, but due to complicated legal mumbo-jumbo, it's proven impossible to get a sequel off the ground. So now, Surreal.tv is partnering up with the screenwriter of The Last Starfighter for this new show called The Starfighter Chronicles. The show is going to ditch the video game angle, but instead focus on some type of intergalactic law enforcement. And just like the movie being on the cusp of technology, because it was the first movie to feature extensive CGI. The new show hopes to create more entertainment options for with virtual reality headsets. I just hope they don't focus too much on that and instead make a good show because The Last Starfighter is one of my favorite movies from my childhood, so they'd better not screw it up. Starfighters, you and you alone stand between us and the black terror of the Kodan. Victory or death! Victory, Victory or death! death. Victory or death! Victory or death! Victory or death! 
The first trailer is out for the upcoming Amy Poehler, Tina Fey comedy, Sisters. No! Mom and Dad's souls are childhood home. This should have been passed on. All we need you to do is clean out your bedroom. Oh, boy. It's a damn shame that you never had your night here. We cannot have a party. You've been divorced two years. You can't avoid putting yourself out there forever. Do not work me like this. Amy Poehler plays the sad sack uptight sister while Faye plays the party girl. So they're an odd couple, but they love each other. Their parents are gone and they have to sell the old family home. But first, one last party. You have so much to do. You have to invite that cute guy from down the street. Hi. Hi. I'm Mara. I'm James. I just wanted to say hi. So that's done. Oh. That's Ike Barinholtz from The Mindy Project, and I'd say calling him cute is a stretch. But Fol- Polar falls for him anyway and is looking to start a new chapter at their party. Yes, I'll be a woman. I've been thinking. Why? Will you not drink tonight so I can let my freak flag fly? I would love to. I heard you were having a party from someone who got invited. It's pretty sad. It's a snazzy bell. Oh, thank you. Yeah, congrats on your wrestling championship. The trailer looks pretty funny. It's hard to go wrong with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey on their own, and together they're even funnier. Sisters opens Christmas Day. We need to say goodbye to this house, but we sure had fun here. You're the type of badass that I'm susceptible to. My safe word is keep going. Everyone start cleaning up the area where they're standing. (laughs) Did you fall on something sharp? You see something down there, Chief? No, I just think I'm going to barf. Jeez. You okay, Margie? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just morning sickness. Well, that passed. Yeah? Yeah, now I'm hungry again. There's Marge and Norm from my favorite movie, Fargo. The Coen Brothers classic went on to win a bunch of Oscars, and we all thought that was the end of it. A modern masterpiece, well, that was its own little thing. But last year, it became a TV show on FX, or FXX, and thankfully, it was a pretty great TV show. So you're asking me to kill this man? No, I I was joking. Yes, or no. Let him know you're still an ape. Hubba bubba. Dead man in frozen panties. Watching our P's and Q's. Squinting. Sorry, just bronzed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's blackmail. The show is only connected to the movie by one tenuous but brilliant thing. It was all new characters in a new story set in Bemidji and Duluth instead of Brainerd and Minneapolis, and 20 years after the movie took place. It was successful and won a lot of awards, so naturally renewed for season two, and the first trailer for the second season came out this week. Whole world, we're just out of balance. Used to know right from wrong, moral center. Now, do yourself a favor. Lock the door. Hit him again. Give me a chocolate, please. 
season two is not a continuation of the season one story either. There's no Billy Bob Thornton, Martin Freeman, Allison Tolman, or Colin Hanks. Again, all new characters in an all-new story, this time set in the late 70s in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and also in Fargo. It's actually a story referenced by the Keith Carradine character from season one. Patrick Wilson plays young Lou, who that's who Keith Carradine was, the Sioux Falls cop. Season two also stars Kirsten Dunst, Ted Danson, Jesse Plemons, Gene Smart, and Adam Arkin. No firm air date yet, but it should be sometime in September. It's just talking to your boys. I think the younger one's a little dim. What did you say? His IQ seems low, I'm saying. Have you had him tested? More news on the couch next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Continuing now with our news from The Couch. What would happen if you could travel back in time and make a different choice in your past? I'm Noah, by the way. I'm Allison. Do you have a secret, detective? Something you don't want to even tell yourself? I think everybody does. Every single person in the world. I'll get you out of this. I promise. The Affair was one of my favorite new shows last year. Now we have our first look at season two. If you've never seen it, it's about an affair, obviously. Noah and Allison, played by Dominic West and Ruth Wilson, meet while his family is vacationing in Montauk, New York. She's the local. They have an affair, and half of each episode is told from one of their perspectives. So you get the same story told twice, with some minor but sometimes crucial differences in the telling. They're telling the story separately to the police investigating a murder. And as the episodes went along, we learned more about their affair as well as a murder mystery. What's the worst thing you've ever done? This probably. Not about you. I've done a lot of things. We fall into Sometimes the way you love somebody it can change. I don't want her anywhere near my kids. Your mom and I were getting a divorce. Why? That's very complicated. The structure of the show gives them a lot of room to play and retcon things. Some people complain the murder mystery, which still has not been solved, is dumb. But for me, the unusual structure and the performances far outweigh the stalling tactics or red herrings. And they're adding another wrinkle this year. The story will now be told from four perspectives instead of two. They're adding the spouses, played wonderfully by Maura Tierney and Joshua Jackson to the mix. Helen. What's going on? This is insane. Why are you being so awful? I just thought maybe I could come up here and bring you your stuff and maybe clear the air. I think we're making a terrible mistake. Don't say that. The only thing that makes me nervous is that because the show is so gimmicky, I wonder how long it'll take before the novelty wears off. Showtime has not said when season two will start airing, but it will be sometime this fall. I didn't kill Scott Lockhart. We gotta find out who did. Your son is lucky. Witnesses said he ran into traffic. He was high. He was ranting. What happened? Everyone was dead. There was blood. You think that's what you saw was a nightmare? Hallucination. Impossible for us to go through everything that came out of this year's Comic-Con, so we'll just hit a couple of highlights. This was certainly one of the big ones. We got the first trailer for the AMC zombie companion show, Fear the Walking Dead. It's set in Los Angeles as the zombie apocalypse is just getting started. 
They don't know if it's a virus or a microbe. They don't know, but it's spreading. The first season will run for six episodes and will debut on August 23rd. When civilization ends, it ends fast. And those six episodes will eventually run into the debut of season six of The Walking Dead on October 11th, which also unveiled its trailer at Comic-Con. Both started out in the same place. place. You can't come back from this. I know you can. You can. Good people, they always die. I'm a killer, Rick. And you are too. Rick? Probably my favorite thing that came out of this year's Comic Con, though, was this. My uncle was a shaman. When I was a kid, he would say, Evil? is always waiting in the shadows. And only one man would rise to stand against it. Yeah, looking good. Looking sweet. Bruce Campbell returns to his most famous role for Ash vs. Evil Dead a TV series from the Stars Network in the U.S. The last time we saw Ash was in the third Evil Dead movie, Army of Darkness. This new show picks up once more the adventures of Ash the Stock Boy, now an aging drunk, who has been trying to put the events of the Evil Dead behind him, but he just can't. Pablo, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone. 30 years ago, my friends and I spent the night at a cabin. We found the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. Certain passages were recited. It awoke something in the woods. Something evil. I was the only one to escape. But now, the evil has found me. If you are a fan of these movies, then it looks like you'll be a fan of this show because all of the in-your-face camera shots and zooms and ridiculous makeup and cartoonish violence and blood and gore are all there. And of course, Bruce Campbell, Ash vs. Evil Dead, debuts on Stars on Halloween night, October 31st. Yo, Granny. Let's go. First thing I gotta do is see a guy about a book. There must be some spell I can say to undo all this. The other first thing I gotta do is some cardio, because my heart is jackhammering like a quarterback on prom night. That is the news from the couch. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman. That's not true at all. We all care very much. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. That, of course, is from Batman vs. Superman, the new trailer that came out at Comic-Con last week. And, Brett, I'm just more excited for this movie than I was uh, a week ago. I I can't wait. Eight more months. There is a lot of blowback on this, though. A lot of people are not excited about this, which I find shocked. I find shocking, too, because it looks terrific. I like how they they got Bruce Wayne witnessing the carnage from the end of the last movie, The Man of Steel. And apparently why he's mad at Superman is because he broke the city. And when Man of Steel came out, the thing was 
that is a lot of destruction to just gloss over, and I guess they're not going to gloss over it. All right, up next, Jeff's going to review Trainwreck. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. New in theaters this weekend, Amy Schumer and Bill Hader fall in love in Trainwreck. Ooh, I like Tom's sweater. Does he teach computer in a church basement? Don't get all threatened just because you don't understand the concept of marriage. You dress him like that so nobody else wants to have sex with him? That's cool. Hey! Schumer plays a single woman who enjoys being single and wants to keep it that way. So, of course, she's about to fall in love. It's from director Judd Apatow, who gave us the 40-year-old virgin and knocked up, but hasn't really hit it out of the park lately. Schumer, however, is the hottest name in comedy right now, and she actually wrote this movie. I'm just a modern chick who does what she wants. Last week, it was this guy. Is that wine in the box? Hey, Mark Wahlberg, shut up. Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg's like 150 pounds. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. Before you judge, you should know I'm doing fine. My friends are awesome, my apartment's sick, and I have a great job. The guy who mentioned Mark Wahlberg in the clip is wrestler John Cena, and he's not the only athlete making an appearance in this movie. LeBron James is in it as well as Bill Hader's friend. Usually, Hader plays, plays the friend of the league guy, but here he is the league guy. So you're doing the article on me? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. We watching Downton Abbey later? LeBron, I'm being interviewed. Listen, I'm watching it tonight because I'm not going to go to practice and all the guys are talking about it and I'm left out. Tall. Do you follow sports? Sports. I love them. Who's your favorite team? The Orlando Blooms. Do you want to get a drink? Yeah. So the basic story is that Schumer is a train wreck with no interest in committing to a real relationship. She just wants a party. She works at a magazine and has to interview Hader for a story. He plays a doctor who specializes in surgery and rehab for athletes like LeBron James. Against her best intentions, Schumer finds herself falling in love with Hader and vice versa. Comedy ensues. Schumer also has some family drama going on. She and her sister, played by Brie Larson, do not see eye to eye and their train wreck of a father, played by Colin Quinn, needs to be put into a nursing home and throughout the course of the movie Schumer of course grows up that's basically it there's also some filler comedy involving the nut bar she works with led by her boss Tilda Swinton now with most Judd Apatow movies you get a lot of sidebar one-liners that frankly take up most of the running time and then a lot of heart as well and in Trainwreck that's all there but it felt like the heart really outweighed the toilet humor I found it genuinely affecting and moving which really surprised me it's a great balance it had me laughing out loud one minute and on the verge of tears the next and the transitions were not jarring the movie has a great flow to it even if it's maybe 10 or 15 minutes too long Schumer is fantastic she can carry a movie no problem as it turns out this was her first go at it and sometimes you never know until you try right? Hater surprised me as a leading man. He plays a dorky guy and it doesn't seem like he should be the friend this time around like he usually is. He fits the leading man role nicely. Some of the credit has to go to Apatow. He's had a lot of success with new leads in his movies and I give him almost all of the credit for getting good performances out of the athletes involved. Putting an athlete in a movie, as you know, Brett, is usually a terrible idea. You can maybe get away with it in a very small role like, say, take Brett Favre and there's something about Mary. He's wooden and terrible but he's there briefly enough and the joke is set up so well that it pays off. Here LeBron James gets several scenes and he steals them all. He plays himself but he's really cheap and he always wants to talk about haters relationship so he's not like the J- LeBron James you'd expect. He comes off hilarious. Another basketball player, Amari Stoudemire has a few scenes as well and you wouldn't even think he's an athlete. He just seems like he's an actor. And then there's the wrestler John Cena I mentioned. Now he's not new to acting but I was still surprised at how funny he is in all this and he has a, like a serious scene and he sells that really well and he's game for anything he comes off looking like 
just a complete idiot at times, and he doesn't care at all. He's got no ego, which, I mean, if you've ever seen wrestling, is pretty surprising. But again, it is Schumer's movie, and she's proved she's more than capable of handling the drama as well as the comedy. She and Hayter genuinely have you rooting for them to make it and genuinely wondering if they will. It's not the most original movie in the world, but it went a few places I did not expect. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Four couch cushions out of five. Yeah, you were quite excited. I texted you right afterwards. You tell me about it, and I had to tell you to stop ruining all the good, the good lines. <laughs> He's telling me all the funny things John Cena was saying. Like, don't. I'm not going to have to go see the movie. <laughs> and the weird thing I was thinking is, like, what? The year's half over, and four of my favorite big screen performances this year have come from Vin Diesel, The Rock, LeBron James, and John Cena. <laughs> What's Which going is on? strange. I don't have no idea. It is bizarre. The the the, the paradigm shift, uh, yeah. as it were. He used to make fun of me for liking guys like The Rock I and know. whatnot. Uh, but it, that that is, I'm I'm curious to see the movie just for that element alone. I mean, take LeBron James out of it and take John Cena out of it. It still looks like a great movie. It is. It's a great movie, and it's like I said, it's it's like a step above just being one of Judd Apatow's. You know with uh, Seth Rogen and the gang just cranking out dirty jokes the whole time. It, it go, it's it's a level beyond that. It's it's genuinely like a good movie with a good story and real human performances. Also, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned that Amy Schumer is the hottest thing in comedy. Uh, is it safe to say that Melissa McCarthy has been replaced as the it person of comedy? Uh, I don't know, because Spy got terribly good reviews. So I think maybe it's still Melissa McCarthy as far as movies go, but this could start to change it. So I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely Amy Schumer on TV, that's for sure. Because generally what happens in, in comedy is the, Hollywood will hitch its cart to one horse and ride it for two, three years, and it, then eventually, that like Jim Carrey. That's true. Seth Rogen was the guy for a while. Yeah, uh, but it seems like Melissa McCarthy is still, you know, in the... Maybe not the very early stage, but she's still riding high. I don't think she's done at all yet. Well, I think maybe what maybe with with her, she's moved beyond being the the comedy it, and now she's just a big star. That could be. Like you look at Steve Carell, I think he was kind of the it guy, but now he's just a big star. He doesn't. He's not riding that wave per se because he's made it. He's established himself. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. And Amy Schumer's coming up next. All right, we're going to talk Amy's. No, we're not going to talk Amy's next. The Amy Awards? <laughs> I think she's going to win. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Emmys next on The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes, and we are now going to discuss not the Amys, but the Emmys. Who is the original? Who created us? We're property. Everything we are belongs to them. You don't own us. The Emmy nominations came out on Thursday, and... Pop culture fans in Canada, and not just in Canada, but across the United States as well, went insane because Tatiana Maslany from Regina has finally been nominated uh, for Outstanding Actor in a Female Road. What is what's the actual title for the for the lead dr- female drama? Lead actress in a drama. Just lead actress in a drama. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Juliana Margulies won it last year for The Good Wife, and now uh, 
Tatiana has a shot. All right. So Tatiana Maslany nominated for uh, Outstanding Lead Actress in Orphan Black, which is a show on the Space Network. And the reason why she has people have been crying for this for a couple of years now, the show's been on for three seasons, and it's about clones. You've maybe heard us talking about it, maybe not. But she plays so many different versions or, of the, of, or so many different versions of herself, I guess. Uh, but you never, and you know that all of these different characters are being played by the same person, but you don't look at it like that. You just see that's, a, that's one character, that's another character. She does it so well, so good for her for getting nominated. And it's going to be great exposure for the show as well. Now, she is uh, going up against Claire Danes from Homeland, Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder, Taraji P. Henson from Empire, the new show on Fox, Elizabeth Moss on Mad Men, and Robin Wright on House of Cards. You mentioned Juliana Margulies, not nominated here. That's odd. It is. The Emmys love their repeat winners. They do. Yeah, and certainly their nominees, so there you go. Um, so I th- I don't think Tatiana Maslany will win. I think, the, the from what I understand, Robin Wright is the front runner. Are you serious? That's what I'm hearing. Huh, all right. I don't know. I, I have not. I, I, I must confess I have not yet watched House of Cards. No, me neither. So I don't have the Netflix, though. You have the Netflix. <laughs> Just haven't found the time. <laughs> All right. So what do you want to do here first? Well, drama? You said lead actress in a drama. Let's do lead actor in a drama. John Hamm, a madman up again against Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, Liev Schreiber from Ray Donovan, uh, Kevin Spacey, House of Cards, Jeff Daniels from The Newsroom, Kyle Chandler from Bloodline, and not eligible this year, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad because it's over. But John Hamm is uh, the one of note there because this is his last shot at it. And if he doesn't win... This is gets into George Costanza territory. Jason Alexander never won for that, which is one of the biggest Emmy sins of all time. And I think people will say the same thing if John Hamm never wins. Did Ted Danson ever win for he Cheers? He won a bunch of times. For Cheers? Yes. Okay. Why, do I, why did I think he didn't? I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right, then. Let's look look at the best drama, outstanding drama series. And I was very pleased to see this one in there. <laughs> I'm number one on your speed dial, right next to your weed dealer. Please, call me- McGill! James McGill! I'm an attorney! It's showtime, folks. Jeff, what are the nominees for Outstanding Drama Series? Better Call Saul, which we heard right there, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, House of Cards, Mad Men, and Orange is the New Black, which was submitted as a comedy last year, but every time I talk about it, I tell you that it's somewhere in between this year, it's a drama. Do you think that'll help its cause? Uh, I do not. I'm thinking that, honestly, I think the... If I had to choose right now or bet on a, on a winner, I think it's going to be this show. You are the few. We are the many. We serve the gods. And the gods demand justice. I feel like it's Game of, Game of Thrones this year. Really? I do. I, I think th- it's Mad Men for the final season. Oh, yeah. I guess I should have waited for a second before I opened my mouth. You can put money on it when it gets closer. No, the, <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably right. The Emmys do like to give, like, like they gave the Sopranos. Yeah, uh, they got the swan song deal there. And again, they like, you know, if Mad Men wins, uh, it's a record. It'll be the most honored dramatic series ever. So passings right now it's tied with three other shows but this would be its fifth i know breaking bad got the the swan song emmy as well but it really deserved it a lot of times shows i think get the swan song the swan song award and don't agreed 
deserve it. Uh, so I just think that it should go on on the merit. Uh, now, I don't watch Mad Men, so I can't. It was good. It was quality. Yeah. They had a nice end run there. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm still, okay, outside of Mad Men. If it's not Mad Men, I'm calling Game of Thrones. Still happy to see uh, Better Call Saul in there, though. Also noteworthy, and uh, we mentioned Juliana Margulies getting shafted in the Outstanding uh, Lead Actress category. Uh, here we have no, no nominations for ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox. The networks were completely shut out of the drama category. Yikes. Good Wife usually gets nominated. Yeah. And actually, many thought that Empire would get nominated this year, uh, but that was left out in the cold. It's a sad place for network television, apparently. I guess so. They didn't do so well in the comedy section, either. We'll get to that next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Wednesday, the only place to see an all-new Emmy-winning Modern Family is ABC. I'm so excited! So don't be left out. I deal with a lot of lonely women, but there's only one I'm married to. Fred McGarry and Jeff Brun, we are the Couch Potatoes talking Emmy nominations. We're going to look at the outstanding comedy series now. And Jeff, what do we have for our seven nominees? We got Modern Family, as you just heard. Louie, Parks and Recreation, Silicon Valley, Transparent, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Veep. Modern Family has won. It's now been on the air six seasons. So this year's award would be for its sixth season. They went five for five. That's insane. And if they win this one, they break. Uh, they're tied with Frazier now. They'll hold the record for most comedy wins. They're they would they're tied for with Frazier right now. Yeah. So they would break the record. Yeah. Again, Emmys are done because Frazier kept beating Seinfeld, which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And I have a feeling that this could be the year for Veep. Yeah, it seems like it too. And she, um, what uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, of course, keeps winning the actress award, and she'll probably win again this time. Although maybe Amy Schumer will take it. First of all, actor in a comedy, Jim Parsons, not there this year. He's won a bunch of times, so that was a little strange. And The Big Bang Theory not nominated as well in the Outstanding Comedy Series. It yeah. usually gets nominated. I don't. I never. I, I don't think it ever has a chance. But it usually gets nominated. It does. And I mean, Parks and Rec is nominated uh, only for the second time out of seven seasons. Again, it's swan song, but I don't think it's going to win. And again, the sin of omission there is no Nick Offerman. He has never been nominated for playing Ron Swanson. Crazy. Oh, that is too bad. Yeah. Um, who are the the leading the nominees in the? Uh, you mentioned Amy Schumer and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Who are their competition? Edie Falco from Nurse Jackie, Lisa Kudrow from The Comeback, Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec, and Lily Tomlin from Grace and Frankie, a Netflix show. Okay, and what about the guys? Anthony Anderson from Blackish, Louis C.K., Don Cheadle from House of Lies, which I can't believe that show's still on, Will Forte from Last Man on Earth. I don't think anyone expected that. Matt LeBlanc from Episodes, he's won before. William H. Macy from Shameless and Jeffrey Tambor from Transparent, who won a Golden Globe. I don't think Matt LeBlanc has won for Episodes. He's probably won for Joey. No, he won for Episodes. I think he won for the Golden Globes. Did he win an Golden Emmy? Globes? Maybe it was a Golden Globe. I thought it was an Emmy. I think it might have been a Golden Globe. It doesn't matter. Episodes is fun. Hey, House of Lies, by the way. My dad really likes that show. Oh, really? I saw a couple of them and was underwhelmed by them. But yeah, there you go. One other note I'd just like to mention. David Letterman gets a nomination for his last season, and I really hope he wins. And uh, I miss him terribly. Do you miss him? I do miss him. I was thinking of that yesterday. I was like, wow, it sure be sweet if The Late Show was on tonight. <laughs> Are you at all looking forward to Colbert? Um, I'm still in the I miss Dave phase of things, so we'll see. Well, there will be there'll be time. To, to grieve? Yeah. Col- Colbert doesn't start until uh, September. It's true. Isn't it? September? It is. Okay. It's not too far away. All hey. right. Oh, go ahead. Time for one more. The greatest snub, my man Zook's not nominated for playing Rafi in the league. 
He's hilarious. He steals every scene. Not nearly enough people watch that show for TV news. And uh, just in case, just because you, I'm sure you don't know, you listening to this right now, The League is a comedy on the FX network. That's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. <laughs>